Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Now, Laura Klusterman is the executive director of Badge of Life Canada, which supports and assists police officers living with PTSD, trauma, and uh, Laura Klusterman, who's a 32-year Ontario Provincial Police Officer, retired now, uh, Executive Director, again, of Badge of Life Canada, used uh, the words morally corrupt leadership in an email to me about police leadership, and, quote, officers are dying over it. No one seems to care. Now, this all harkens back to Tim Mills being a guest on this program a few weeks ago. Tim Mills is the former RCMP emergency response team, so like the SWAT team, right? Team leader in Nova Scotia in April of 2018, when 22 people, including RCMP Constable I.D. Stevenson, were murdered, and Tim Mills was the officer who found Constable Stevenson. And he was also present in Moncton in 2014, when three RCMP officers were murdered. So I started to hear from police officers across the country saying, yeah, we agree with Tim Mills when he said very challenging things about Canada's police leadership. Laura Klusterman, Executive Director of Badge of Life Canada, joins us. Laura, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time, and thanks for getting in touch. The words toxic police leadership were used. How does that apply? Well, Roy, thank you very much for having me, and absolutely, and I, and I want to extend that it's not just, I mean, the police are feeling it, it's all Canadian public safety personnel, and, and as of as early as like a couple hours ago, we were doing peer support sessions for corrections because they had just had a suicide, a very recent suicide in Ontario, and it's all toxic leadership, and the toxic leadership is literally killing people because we are so, it is so ingrained that you know, we are paramilitary and we, we have to be staunch and we have to be harsh and, and we're forgetting about we're human beings. Like we have feelings. And if like, the leaders are, and I, I, I mean, I use the word leadership very loosely because they're not leaders. They're, they're managers. Leaders lead. Managers manage. And right now, we're, the word leadership, for the most part, and I can say from looking like policing in particular, um, very little. Very, very little, because it is, it's a toxic environment. It's a toxic environment. So, uh, Tim Mills was telling us, the first time we talked, that after that uh, night in 2018, when 22 people were murdered, his ERT unit has permanent members, of which he was one, he was the leader, but they also had part-time members, part-time, you know, RCMP officers who had other duties. Their main duties were with other detachments. But at the time of an emergency, they were called up to join the ERT unit. So he asked the RCMP leadership to give these officers a couple of days to just diffuse from what they'd gone through, which didn't seem like too much of a request, but I guess it was because they denied it. Are you at all surprised? Not surprised at all. Not surprised at all. I mean, we're we're asking people to go into very serious and, and traumatic situations day after day, hour after hour, minute after minute. And then when they ask, and if you have enough courage, if an officer has enough courage 
to say, I need a minute. That takes a lot of courage, Roy, to, to, for an officer to say that. And then to be turned around and said, no, you can't have it. Do you think they're ever going to ask again? Do you think that that, you know, it's one of these where it builds and then they think, well, what's wrong with me? Because clearly I, I can't handle stuff. And then it becomes part of, oh, my gosh, and it builds and builds. And I'm not I'm not surprised at all. I mean, I, I've I've seen it in 32 years. I continue to see it. And one of the most toxic things is when leaders or managers, I'll say, say they're doing a good job. They actually think that when you have, you know, a detachment that has 25, 35% of your people that are off on sick leave, they can actually say to other, other managers, we're doing a good job. And no one, no one questions. No one says, you know, what's, what's going on? What's, why can we not get people to come in to the policing career? Why can we not get anybody to come into corrections or fire or EMS? I mean, it's not because it's not the job. It's not what you see and what you do. It's how you're treated. And everyone knows that. And I dare say I see it day in and day out from people that it's not the traumatic event. It's the way that they were treated afterwards. Give us an example, please. A very small example would be... um, you know, you're you're you finished a notification of a next of kin. So that's when we have to go into someone's house and say that a loved one has died. And that takes its toll because you're watching when you take on people's you know, the suffering of other another human, that takes a toll on your being and their big feelings that you have to deal with. And you and I mean you never know what's I you never know what's in your backpack. If it's something close to home that you know you just had a recent death, then you're gonna feel that more. So you've done that call, you go back to the office, you have a coffee and a muffin because chances are you haven't eaten all day and you're just sitting there and you're just, you're feeling the feels like you are, you're going, you're processing it. You're allowing your psyche to process and you have your sergeant come in and say, Laura, I need that report and I need it now. So do it. I don't know what you're doing. You're just sitting around here doing nothing, but I need that report now. And all of a sudden, you have not been given license and a safe space to feel it. So then now you're angry. Now you're mad. And now you're like, I'll give you that report. And now all of a sudden, you've created an environment that's not safe anymore. And that's within your own detachment. And that's where sanctuary trauma comes in. Because now it's not safe in there anymore because people are bullying you. And, and I mean, I dare say that the, the shenanigans of management right now are childlike. They're absolutely childlike. And it's, it becomes a, you know, I'm going to share to compare instead of like share to identify. We're all human beings. And, we've, and don't do the, oh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I've done worse calls. Because now you've just demoralized someone and, and, it's, and they're, they're going to feel that. And that's toxic. Yeah. There are people who are listening to this program right now across this country who are startled by what you're telling us, startled. Uh, because they, they, well, then probably never heard anything like this unless they heard Tim Mills on the program a few weeks ago and, and previously. But they're startled because they believe that, you know, policing has, has the kind of leadership that respects and supports the officers um, who are out in the field. 
has this been how long has this been going on, Laura? Is this a is this a fairly recent development, or has it been going on for some period of time? Absolutely not. It's been going it's been going on since I started. I mean, and that's I think that that's what I find is so disheartening is. We keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and expect a different result. And Roy, you and I both know what that definition is. And then when you, when you couple that with, you know, out in the open that we're doing a great job, that, you know, we look after our people and we have these units that are looking after the people, then the people that are actually being affected by this, that are on the road, that are like feeling the neglect of, of proper leadership, that adds again to their stress. So, I mean, I, I wish I could say that, you know, we are, we are getting better. Um, we're getting better so slowly that um, it's, it doesn't even register on the radar. So you, you wrote to me, officers are dying over what they're experiencing on the job. Yes. The, they can't. They can't take it anymore. They can't take the lack of leadership. They can't take the being told that everything is great and just go out and do your job and, and suck it up. And that they're just, they can't, they can't take demoralization, the, the sanctuary trauma, the moral injury of what, what is going on with them day after day. You know, I've, uh, I've mentioned this a couple of times and recently. And I think I did before we spoke with uh, Tim Mills. I, uh, I was doing some programming, Laura, on PTSD among first responders. One of the um, first responders who spoke with us was a sergeant in the Toronto Police Service. And he said he was being made fun of. He'd been in the uh, police service for a long time. But he was being made fun of because of his PTSD by his superiors and by some of his fellow officers and we had him on a few times and then there was the the wife of a paramedic in calgary and she said that her husband was so struck by post-traumatic stress disorder from the job and the way he was treated i suppose i could, could should reverse that from the way he was treated and the job then i get this she actually had him sign a daily, what effectively was a contract, to not take his own life while she was on the job. She was a nurse. So she had his her husband sign effectively a contract each and every day she went to work that he would not commit suicide while she was gone. Yes. <laughs> yes, I mean, I mean I, that's stunning. It's, it's it's frightening. It's shocking. And until we expose the ugliness for what it is, it is never going to change. We are never going to change. We can think that we are, you know, creating new culture, and we, you know, we we can we can say we can talk about mental mental health and and mental wellness, and uh, that's all we're doing is we're just talking about it. We're not taking action. And anybody that says that I am incorrect, then I can show them because we do a weekly peer support. And it's weekly from, for people all across Canada, from public safety personnel. And every one of them, 35, 45 people a week, are affected by the way that they are treated. And it's not necessarily just 
the trauma that they've encountered. It's the way that they're treated. It's the reintegration. I did a, um, a, a speech, a presentation about how do we reintegrate uh, public safety personnel once they've been off. So you go off and, you know, for police, you lose your use of force and then we have to reintegrate you. And I started with, you can't reintegrate into any kind of public safety personnel organization with toxic leadership. You're setting everyone up for failure. And uh, Roy, I was brushed off. They were like, well, what about the reintegration? No, no. You have to deal with the toxic leadership before you change anything. And how does that happen? You have to look and go, you know what? What am I doing? How am I treating my people? And, and ask. don't ask someone that's going to say to you, oh, you're doing a great job, you know, because they want the promotion. Ask, actually ask someone and listen to the truth. And I mean, no, I, I, I've said it before. There's a reason I retired as a constable. Because I would not, I would not play the game and I would not, I have more integrity and um, I can look at myself in the mirror after 32 years because I didn't sell my soul. And I was not about to harm any human being because I wanted to be promoted and, and mental health like was very prevalent in my entire career. RCMP officers sent an email after I spoke with Tim and uh, he wrote effectively about what you just said was going on. He subscribed, underscored, endorsed everything that Tim said, and I'm sure would do the same after hearing you, Laura. And then he wrote, and now I wear a white shirt, and I have 200 people working for me, and I'm worried about them. Yes, because he's one person. Laura, how would uh, first responders uh, contact you? What's the best way? So uh, in our website is bolc.ca or badgeoflifecanada.org. Um, or they can email me. It's laura, L-A-U-R-A, at badgeoflifecanada.org. So laura at badgeoflifecanada.org. And what are the websites again? is bolc.ca bolc.ca that's the, that's the easiest one okay um, can you in about 45 seconds tell us what's going to happen as far as the ombudsman's report is concerned that was supposed to be released reported acted on the one from 2018 mhm well um, i'm doing some a deep dive into it actually because i'm very curious as to see actually what's been done and whether they're uh, whether the recommendations have, have actually gone through or whether there's just been a whole lot of lip service go, that, that has been done for them. Well, clearly you, uh, you care deeply about uh, the first responders, the emergency personnel. You were one for 32 years. Thank you so much for your service and for, for what you're doing at Badge of Life Canada. Thank you, Laura. Thank you very much, Roy. Take care. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.